What's going on, guys? Zach back here with another episode of the FTD podcast. We're going to be continuing our division previews, and we are going to stay out in the West. But shift leagues, we're coming to the National League to talk about the the five teams in the NL West. I'm going to be once again joined by Tyler, who's seemingly becoming my co-host. Tyler, welcome <laughs> to the show. I appreciate you uh, putting up with me for all of these. It's been uh, it's been fun. I appreciate all your input and uh, the willingness to come on. Um, NL West, uh, a lot of a lot of young talent, a lot of good talent. The Rockies with the surprise 2020. The Dodgers always seemingly solid. Uh, any general thoughts before we break down the teams? Yeah, you kind of let me go with whatever uh, NL division I I wanted, and I figured let's get my pain out of the way so we can move on to some uh, some better teams. <laughs> Well, with that said, let's start with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Coming off a 69-win season, uh, the, the bottom-place team in the West. Uh, quiet offseason. They traded for Jay Cronenworth. They, uh, they, they lost some talent, Starling Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Archie Bradley. Any, any thoughts on their, their offseason? Yeah, like you said, pretty quiet, um, but kind of like Seattle, who we touched on. They're they're in a rebuilding process, obviously, so the the need to go out and buy guys definitely wasn't there for them. Um, the Cronenworth ad was nice, you know, cheap option, and he's slotting at the top of their order, so uh, good ad for not giving up much. But uh, you know, I like their outlook for uh, for kind of a team that struggled a year ago. Well, let's get into that outlook. As I touched on, they came in fifth in the West last year. Um, given the quiet offseason, a couple of big subtractions from the Major League roster, can they improve on that 69-win season? Yeah, I think I think they have to when, when you look at it, at least the placement in the West and probably the record too. But um, you look up and down and everything is super solid. The pitching is enough to get by. The offense is uh, not a star-studded group, but a good group together. Um Everything there, the pin is is fine enough. So, uh, yeah, I think they improve on that that finish and sixty nine and ninety three. I I looked at their rotation before we got into this, and I thought, you know, that's it's really it's it's not a bad rotation at all. That rotation should be good for seventy five, eighty wins. I'm thinking, you know, mm-hmm. a, a nice improvement. Um, but if, if they if they don't reach those goals of improvement, what's the one area of this team that's going to let them down? Yeah, I, I don't think it's a pitching like you said. Ray Gallon and, and Weaver is a is a really good three. Bumgarner, hopefully he can keep it together for a little longer. But um, it's probably the lineup that there's not enough high profile talent there to to score at a regular basis. Um, not that those guys aren't good. Kettle Marte is obviously a beast, and Cronenworth and, and some other guys at the top of that lineup are nice. Um, but like some other teams, you worry top to bottom if all of those guys can consistently put it together over the course of a season. All right. So let's move on to the Colorado Rockies. Um, maybe a little bit of a surprise um, in 2020 in regards to their record. They win 95 games. They finished second in the division and that the uh, tight battle with the LA Dodgers came down to the final game. Um, busy off season, couple big, big acquisitions, Justin Turner, uh, Blake Trinan, and then the trade for Randall Gertrick. Um, any any thoughts on their offseason? Yeah, I guess uh, I guess Hayden looked at it and thought they needed more offense. So that's uh, <laughs> that's the direction they went, at least with Turner and Gritchick. Um and, and both of those guys are going to are going to need to hit really because they're both Gritchick lining up in center and Turner playing at first right now. 
um, a little bit of defensive liabilities in those places. So um, those guys are going to need to hit, but that's what uh, Colorado's going for in that park. So um, I respect them going for it. Trennan should help on the back end a little bit. I think he could have aimed a little higher with, you know, all the international guys we saw coming in. There's a lot of high profile back, back end arms. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it, they were, he made moves and uh, he's trying to improve upon what was a really good year a year ago. Well, the, the really good year was uh, in large part due to their offense, um, just a monster year offensively from numerous uh, players, maybe led by David Dahl, who hit 358, led the league in hitting 230 total hits, a 7.6 war season. And then obviously you have Arenado and Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman, and then you tie that all in with half the games at Coors. Can they repeat this type of year? Uh, yeah, I think they could. I, you you got to think a little regression is bound to occur, but the offense is still, uh, I mean, it's still loaded regardless of what, what stadium or ballpark they play in. It's a really nice offensive group. Um, I think we all kind of looked at them as, as overachievers a year ago. So uh, thinking that it, it might not hit um, all those metrics, maybe the pitching picks it up a little bit and it balances it out, but um yeah, 95 and 68 is a, is a pretty high bar to, to try to meet again. If the Rockies make or miss the postseason, wh- why will that be? Uh, I, I mean, kind of like it was last year, they're going to have to get more from their pitching. You, you look at the metrics on the, on the starters, at least, and they're all really good. But for some reason, they, they just can't put it together. And um the, the pin is a little leaky if you look at it. So some worries back there, but um, the offense is going to do their job. If, if the pitching can, can do enough, then, then I think they'll be able to make the playoffs. But if not, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle for sure. Yeah. Hayden was very vocal last year that the, the pitching struggled. I mean, it's no secret. Um, Charlie Morton came over, put up a 568 ERA, John Gray, 686. And German Marquez, you could say, is the ace of the staff, 569 ERA. Um, do you think this is due to the ballpark, or is this just? Well, I mean, it's partly, you got to think some of it is. You, I, Like you said, you know, the metrics can only take you so far, but you look at them and they shouldn't be that bad of pitchers. So, you know, I agree with Hayden in, in some points where they're not that bad. They're not five ERA guys, but um, – you know, it's still I, I still don't know if the group is that good together, to, especially in that park, to uh, to keep those ERAs somewhere in the, in the low fours at the, at the least. All right. Well, the, the Rockies, they had the surprise 2020. They ultimately come up a game short to the L.A. Dodgers, who we're going to talk about next. Ninety six wins. They win the division for the eighth straight year, I believe it is. Um, wow. Yeah, eighth straight NL West title. Uh, quiet offseason lost Justin Turner to the Rockies, who we mentioned earlier. Um, did they did they have a, a necessity this offseason on their agenda? I know he said um, that they were looking to make some moves, but and, and just you know Turner didn't bite on a deal, I think, and some other things. But I look at the the team, and I don't even know if it was necessary. I think maybe this was a a stand pad off season. You you look at the team, you say, hey, we're one of the best contenders in the NL, and you address needs as necessary at the deadline. So um, I, I don't think he missed out on anything by not getting involved in any trades or free agency in the off season. 
they won the division again in 2020. They did, they didn't make any moves, and and like like you said, let's let's address it at the off season. Is this a situation? You know, you're confident in them running it back and and taking this this division once again. Yeah, I think they're pretty clear favorites to to win this division. You look at every the the staff is really good. The the, the bullpen is insane. The lineup is deep as all get out. I would be I would be shocked if they did not uh, make it nine in a row this year. What's the if if they have a hole on their team? What is it? I know we've done this for everyone. I couldn't find it to be honest. Your guess is probably <laughs> as good as mine. This group is super good. Um, maybe it's the the off. I don't even know. I really I really tried hard to find something to talk about, but it's it's such a good team where I can't even find the slightest thing at this point in time that that I'd be worried about if I was the GM of the Dodgers. This might sound crazy, but I, I took a brief look at their rotation when when we went when you sent me the outline. Um, is it is it crazy that Clayton Kershaw he, he might be the the fourth most talented pitcher in that rotation? <laughs> it's I not mean, cra- Walker it's Buehler, not Dustin May, Bruce Gratterall, they all have um, absolutely insane stuff. It's it's absurd. <laughs> Yep, I uh, like I said, tried to find something. You know, Kinley's stuck in middle relief. Ian Kennedy in middle relief too. You look at the pen; it's uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, well let's 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 go down to the SoCal team, uh, even further south, the San Diego Padres. Uh, Seventy-two win season in twenty twenty. A little bit of a disappointment considering expectations coming into the year. Jason's on record saying that in his GM interview. Um, they sold off some pieces in the off season. They signed a reliever. What were your general thoughts on the Padres? Yeah, I think they, they sold in places where they had some depth. So, so don't hate them kind of recycling. I think it's Cronenworth who got traded in division and Francisco Mejia. Um, I, I don't hate the moves they made there. They, they're basically prospect deals, but I don't think they were anything that, that compromised their chances this year. Um, I also miss they trade for Van Meter at the very start of free agency, which is a nice ad. And then they signed Kim, like we said. So um, kind of, uh, I think they came out on top in uh, a, for a team that's getting younger and growing. Speaking of the youth, I mean, Jason and I went over in his interview. There's a lot of it, both at the major league level and in the system. And perhaps nowhere more to be found than in their starting rotation. Uh then Nelson Lamette is the oldest at 28 years old, and then they have three 25-year-olds, and then Mackenzie Gore at 22. Uh, how how is this young pitching going, going to fare in 2021? It's it's such a, a fun group. They're in they're in the right stadium to succeed as well. I mean, Lamette, Paddock, and Nick's all well sub four a year ago. Um, Michael Bay is a little higher, but the improvement is there for him when you look at his stuff. And then Mackenzie Gore slots in at the back of that rotation. It's uh, I, I think they fare very well. It's it's a really fun group, and I'm excited to see how they do. I think we're both in agreement that they, they should improve on that 2020 record, 72 wins. Um, but just how much are they going to improve? Are they are they a playoff caliber team? And if so, what's the or if not, I guess what are the areas of concern? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it, it's a it's definitely a playoff contender. Um, even not doing a lot from 72 and 90, I think they underachieved considerably a year ago um, and, and definitely think they have a shot at the playoffs. Um, 
the lineup might be the only place that lets them down, but it's still a really good group. Um, I, uh, I like what Jason's put together and, and think it's going to be a, a fun year for the Padres. All right, let's shift back up to Northern California to uh, your San Francisco Giants. Let's hear what you Here we go. say about them. Uh, <laughs> 80 and 82 last year, game under 500. Um, third in the West, maybe a little bit of a surprise to some in regards to the overall record. Uh, quiet offseason, you did make the big trade, sending Evan Longoria back to Tampa Bay. Uh, talk about your offseason, man. Yeah, uh, pretty light, uh, like you said. Um, we get Brandon Lau for, from, uh, from, from Tampa, who's <laughs> has been our only good hitter early in the season. So, um, you know, it's, uh, that was a, a fine trade besides losing a team captain who was apparently beloved by everyone. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, tr- we trade Tyler Anderson one good start into, into the year. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's a rebuilding time in San Francisco. Um, but uh, we're going to have fun with it and see, uh, see if the offense can, can do enough to compete. So generally, uh, roughly a 500 team in 2020. Um, are, you, are you expecting more or less the same for 2021? Uh, sadly, I'm really not, to be honest. The, the offense isn't, isn't very good at all, and I think, the, I think the pitching probably takes a little bit of a step back. Um, it's – if I could get some some offense, that'd be great. I just don't see it from the group. But this is uh, we're, we're one year from getting some money off the books, so um, it's it's not on to twenty twenty two yet. But it's uh, it's kind of we're we're out of commission for twenty twenty one. I'd say. What What are the the current holes on your team? All over the place, honestly. <laughs> the, the the lineup is bad. The back end of the rotation stinks. Um, even the pin, who guys like Gott and Selvin that were really good a year ago, who knows they could have five VRAs this year. So um, it's it's scary potentially how bad this team could be. But you know, maybe uh, again we we overachieve and have some fun and and beat some teams. Are we going to see Joey Bart in 2021? We'll see, man. Well, I, I, I wanted to see how the spring went. Posey knocked the crap out of the ball in, in the spring. He's, he's slotted in at, at backup first base just to get that time going. Um, maybe, uh, maybe we see him this year if the struggles continue or, or an injury takes Posey out of commission. But um, I, I'd like to see him. But I, I don't want to compromise, you know, Posey and, and how he was last year and how he's been early in this year. Absolutely. And, and you're another organization with a lot of young talent on the horizon in the, in the prospect uh, rankings. Um, Marco Luciano being a big one as well. Uh, let, let's get to the breakout players. We do it for every division. Who do you got in the NL West? Uh, I had three in the West. So the, the one pitcher on the list, and this is, this just adds to the, the best team in the West and it's Bruce Star Gratterall. Um, he, he struggled a bit last year, 521 ERA in his rookie year, but uh, his makeup is really nice. Uh, and if he puts it together, like you said, Kershaw might be the fourth best starter in that rotation. So um, definitely a guy I'm excited to watch if he uh, improves a lot this season. Um, yeah, Gratterall, I've got, the, I've the, got Gratterall yeah. with, uh, according to the Brave Scout, 
four different 70 grade pitches, which is just absurd. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I had the same exact thing. So, um, yeah, he's going to be a, a fun one. Who do you got as your number two breakout? Uh, the, the other one I have is Josh Van Meter from, uh, from San Diego. I uh, just absolutely love his profile. Um, looks like he's DHing. He's kind of a defensive liability, but he can play a gazillion positions not that well. Um, two pretty pedestrian years in, in Cincinnati, but I uh, think he's really poised for, for a breakout in a, in a San Diego lineup that uh, I kind of like the, the makeup of. Van Meter was an interesting guy uh, when I saw the, the Manny Machado trade occur. I, I really liked him as, as the major league piece coming back to the Padres in that deal. And then obviously they shed the Machado contract. But uh, Van Meter is a guy I think he, he can just mash. He's such a good bat to have in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, a little bit of versati- versatility despite not being able to play one position particularly um, at a plus level. Uh, any other breakouts? Yeah, I had, I had one last one, and <clears throat> not really a breakout because he had a really good debut a year ago, but that's Paven Smith in Arizona. Um, he hit 320 in like 50 games a year ago, so he might have kind of already broken out, but um, not, not the prototypical power hitting first baseman, but uh, if the Diamondbacks – you know, want to be good and have a good lineup, I think he needs to hit 300 and be a, a big part at the top of that lineup. Yeah, Paven Smith looks like an on-base uh, machine uh, first baseman. And like you said, not not the big home run power, but he's going to put the ball in the gaps. He's going to get on base. Uh, should be a staple for that Arizona lineup for years to come. Um, let, let's let's jump to the predictions. Let's close the, the show out with your thoughts on the, the fifth-place team in the West. <laughs> let's get them out of the way it, it's my giants and i think i think pretty obviously too um they uh it, it's just too weak compared to the other groups and, and talking through some of the divisions we talked through i don't know if this is at the top as top heavy but the middle teams are super solid and i just i don't see the the giants being enough to keep up with uh with anyone else in the division i agree i've, I've got your giants fifth sorry to say it um <laughs> but uh, you pretty much Nailed it. Uh, I think outside of the Dodgers, the top heavy teams aren't in this division, but that, that solid, that, that those three teams in the middle, man, they are, they are solid clubs. They may not win 90 mm-hmm. plus games, but they're going to be good ball clubs this year. Um, moving on to number four in the division. What do you got? Uh, I have the Diamondbacks and it, it was, it, they, they were probably easy to put four just because of, um, you know, the year, a year ago and, um, not making any big jumps, but it's a team I still really like. I think they're going to be better than they were a year ago, um, but uh, just not quite enough to make the jump into a, a full playoff contender yet. Yeah, but I've also got the Diamondbacks. I love the rotation. Um, I think it's it's solid enough to make them um, not a contender set to say, but uh, definitely a tough team to face in any type of three or four game series. Um, but overall, I just don't think the the talent on the 26-man roster is as deep as these top three teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you got finishing third? I have the Colorado Rockies, um, and, and it sucks coming off a, a great year a year ago. Uh, I, I just – I have questions about the pitching. I kind of wish instead of Turner and Grichuk they got um, 
you know, maybe guys who weren't as great with the bat, but, you know, elite defensively that could just help that pitching somehow. Um, if the offense takes a step back at all, I, I just, I can't see them being, a, they'll compete for a playoff spot because they can hit with the best of them. But um, the bottom of this division outside of the Giants are all getting better. So it's definitely going to be uh, tighter up there. I've also got Colorado third. Um the, the pitching, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the defense. I don't know if it's a combination of the defense that Colorado has and then the park. But for whatever reason, this pitching staff cannot figure it out. And it's a very early 2021, but it looks to be much of the same at the start of the year. Uh, I'm assuming I know where you're going to go, number two, but let's hear it for you. Second in the West. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the Padres. And I like this group a lot. We haven't We haven't talked through the other divisions, and I haven't looked at you know kind of my thoughts on the on the playoff chances of other teams but um you look at this staff and if all those guys are throwing in that park and they get enough from some good guys in that lineup like Tatis and Grisham among a lot of others um it's a team that can definitely compete for a playoff spot I think they way underachieved a year ago and um really like their their outlook for uh for this year the Padres have so much young talent, and we we touched on their rotation. Obviously, they have Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, Josh Naylor on the offensive side, Trent Grisham. But that bullpen, man, they have some flamethrowers in that pen. All mm-hmm. Almost all of their arms are, are sitting between 96 and 98. It's really impressive, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they fare uh, this season and the step forward that we're both assuming they're going to take. But it's going to lead us to our number one. Obviously, we both have the L.A. Dodgers. What do you have on them? Yeah, it's just uh, – it's a really good team. Um, and, and like I just said, I haven't gotten to the rest of the NL, but I think it's kind of uh, – you know, it's the Dodgers. So it's – it's you got to get to the World Series or it's a down year. But uh, really good group. Um, it's, a, it's an 100-win team at a minimum in my eyes. So um, – yeah, just love everything about about what the Dodgers got going on. Like you touched on earlier, the, the rotation's deep, the bullpen is deep, the lineup has a ton of talent, and these guys can mash. I mean, Betts, Bellinger, uh, Jesse Winker's an on-base machine, Seager, Seager. Lux, Muncy, yep. Will Smith. I mean, they can they <laughs> at any moment they can put a five spot up, and it wouldn't shock anybody. Mm-mm. Um. All right, well, there you have it. There's our predictions. We're both in agreement uh, five through one on this division. Uh, any final thoughts on the NL West? Let's, let's hope the Giants don't lose 100, <laughs> and uh, I'll consider that a, a, good, a good positive year for a group. <laughs> All right, well, Tyler, thank you once again for joining me um, and, and previewing another division for us. Uh, I'm sure I'll have you back on the, to finish up the NL Central and then the East as well. For Tyler, for myself, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great night.